Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circa Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm and co-hosting with me today, Dan Mullen's agent, Amal Shaw. We've got the Bear, Chris Felica, on the program in about a half hour, and we're going to talk about that matchup of the Titans and East Lansing this weekend between Scott Frost, Crew, and the Sparks. Yeah, and co-hosting with me is Dan Mullen's ex-boyfriend. Uh, what were you? Would you get dumped by the guy? I mean, come on, give me a break. I don't understand your disdain for him. By the way, I, I agree with you on one thing. There's no moral victories when you're a program like the University of Florida. But what team has been closer to beating Alabama the last few years than Al- and Florida twice? Well, Georgia. Georgia came with a stupid uh, fake punt from beating them. Kirby, and then not they so had, smart. And then they had him beat it, and they had him down 13 nothing at half in the national championship and game they also before had your second, boy, second boy Jalen Hurts. Wrecking, uh, second and 26. Saved. No, Tua. Yeah, Tua saved him uh, an effective Jalen Hurts. Amal, we talked about the ticket, the 16-team yeah. parlay, that was live to the Lions, plus $4 on Monday night against the Packers, and we theorized about ways to hedge it. Here's an update on the actual story. It was a free bet. That was given out by MGM, and they allowed the better to have a cash out option. He cashed out before the game for one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars pre-tax. First of all, brilliant job by him to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to post up any money to be able to hedge off. That, I mean, talk about a great win, one hundred and thirty three thousand, right? And then on top of it from MGM, now all of a sudden from a book perspective, they look like they're you know providing some opportunities for betters that are not as bad. And then also they didn't want to run the risk at halftime. I can tell you they were sweating a little bit. You know, if, it, if the guy had the other side, obviously the Packers took charge in the second half. But this is a win-win for everybody, and obviously for the better. $25 turns into $133,000. What, what a 
uh, Thursday to Monday he had. Well, the math is very good for him because even if you took the total amount of the payout, the 788000 or eighty six, whatever he was going to win on that ticket, and bet it the opposite way and bet it on the Packers on the money line, you wouldn't have done much better than this. Correct. I mean, and, and that was our friend E's theory on what he would do and just live with it if the Lions actually won the game. All right, let's move on. Week three of the NFL, and let's take a look at the angles of the 0-2 teams. Historical trend. Maul, in the last 11 seasons, teams that were 0-2 have been 59% against the spread in week three, 52, 36-1. So not that small of a, of a sample size. That's courtesy of John Ewing from BetMGM. So let's take a look at the trend with these games this week. There are seven winless teams, unfortunately for the public. The Giants and Falcons will be playing each other, so you can draw a line through that. That has nothing to do with the trends. But there's five other games involving these teams. And I want to I wanted to get your take on how you view the 0-2 teams this week. The Vikings catching two, now one and a half from the Seahawks at home. Do you like the Vikings in this spot? I do. I think they're going to win this football game. I think it's a team that's good enough to be 2-0, and probably should be at least 1-1. One and I don't see them going to 0-3. Mike, the, change, the season just changes drastically if you're 1-2 as opposed to 0-3. I get it's only one game in the standings, but from a mental standpoint, it becomes difficult to overcome. And when you look at statistically, that's why the Denver Broncos, it bodes well for them to get in the postseason. I know we have a 17th week this year, but when you look at teams that get off to a 2-0 and start, the numbers are overwhelming for them to make the postseason, and teams that start out 0-2, uh, the failure rate is extremely high. If you looked at the NFL schedule before the season, you might have circled this game as a key divisional matchup. Colts... Uh, go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. They're catching five and a half. Do you like the Colts in this spot? Uh, you know, to me, I, I tend to. I, I think they're being undervalued. Tennessee's defense, we know, still has a lot to, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. They didn't really slow down Seattle. They made a couple of critical stops when they needed them. But I think when you look at it, I think you have to take a look at the Colts here in five and a half. That's a big number, Mike. If this, Mike, this game before the season is probably three, maybe even two and a half. The Jaguars and your boy Urban Meyer, winless after two starts. We talked about Trevor Lawrence's struggles with the uncatchable passes and the average yards per attempt being both bottom two or worst in the league. They're catching a full touchdown at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they're in some trouble. This offense mustered one touchdown last week. Uh, We saw Trevor Lawrence struggle immensely. I, I think when you look at it, it's hard to lay a touchdown on the road, but I think this will be a huge teaser play. I think this is going to be a monster survivor play this week, and I think a lot of people are going to be on the Cardinals. Are you going to be on the Cardinals and survivor? Strongly, strongly thinking about it, yeah. Let me tell you, you know, the Jaguars have been beaten soundly in both games, and they have not played, I believe, a top-half NFL offense yet in the Broncos and the Texans. And now they get Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah, I think they're going to have an opportunity to put up some points. I know it goes against my trend of taking teams on the road, but uh, it's, it's a situation where you have to look at Arizona here. The Lions off the Monday night loss to the Packers, catching nine points at home against the Ravens off the big Sunday night victory over the Chiefs. Uh, you know, to me, this is one where you take the points, lay the points with the Ravens. I mean, these are, look, the NFL is getting to a point right now where it's becoming like the uh, Major League Baseball, where you've got a couple of bottom feeders that are just horrible, horrible teams. And we're seeing right now with Detroit. They get blown out. They were getting blown out by San Francisco. They had an opportunity to come back in that game. You know, they scored late, but I think the Ravens are going to play well. They're going to have a hard time slowing down Lamar Jackson. We didn't see them even coming close to really stopping Green Bay uh, more than a couple of times. And then the final game in this list. So, so far you've said take two of these teams that are winless and go against two of them, two and two. Mm-hmm. The trend is 60% if you're right about three of them. The Jets are the f- fifth and final team not playing another 0-2 team. They're at Denver. This line has gone from 9 to 9.5 to 10. And currently sits at 10.5. Are you willing to take more than 10 with the Jets in Denver? 
Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think uh, Zach Wilson won't play as bad as he did the first game. You're going to have some hiccups and growing pains along the way. Then these game, there's games where he could potentially bounce back. Uh, I would have to look at the Jets here in 10.5. It's a bigger number than I would have anticipated. But, you know, give Teddy two gloves credit. He's played well. This Denver team has played well as a collective. However, make the argument they've played against the Giants and against Jacksonville. So it remains to be seen. Are, are we sure that Denver is as good as the number indicates at a 10.5? I'm all in the prop market. DraftKings is offering a prop on which team will remain winless the longest and which team will remain undefeated the longest. We just talked about those seven winless teams. I want to give you the odds and see if you have a play on one of them. The Lions are currently the favorites to go winless the longest at plus 125. They host the Ravens at the Bears at Vikings, host Bengals at Rams. The Jaguars and Urban Meyer and the Jets both plus 250. Jaguars schedule host Cardinals at Bengals, host Titans, host Dolphins, bye. Jets, host Ravens, host Titans, at Falcons, bye, at Patriots. The Colts, plus 550 to be the last <laughs> team to get a win. At Titans, at Dolphins, at Ravens, three road games in a row after two home games, host Texans, host 49ers. Giants are plus 750. They host the Falcons this week. Then at Saints, at Cowboys, Rams, Panthers. So, if you think that the Falcons could beat the Giants, I'd look at that play because they're going to have a tough four games after that. Falcons, conversely, at Giants, the football team at home, the Jets at home, a bye and at the Dolphins. And the Vikings, the longest shot on the board at 14-1. to They host the Seahawks, they host the Browns, they host the Lions at Panthers, and then a bye. Anything interest you on this list? Yeah, I think the Jaguars are plus 250. I mean, Cardinals at Bengals, that's going to be the game they have to win, but it's on the road. How about Ten- Dolphins at home if there's no, uh, if there's, well, if there's two and two, but if, if it's still Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> I think they're saying uh, two to three weeks with two now confirmed fractured ribs. The Well, look, I think Brissett will play better. He's a more experienced player than, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. But it's not just about Lawrence. It's a fact that this team overall is just bad. I mean, the offensive line play has been spotty. Uh, the Jets, when you look at it, they could potentially pull off the upset at Atlanta. I don't necessarily think they will. Um, Mike, I, I got to go with Jacksonville here with the Jets being second. I, I don't see, I, I get the Lions' schedule is extremely challenging, but they've got Goff, and I'm not sitting there acting like Jared Goff is some savior, but they still have some competency from an offensive perspective. They were moving the ball fairly well against the Packers. Um, to me, uh, it's got to be Jacksonville. I would pass on this market. I, I just think it's not worth the 250 with Jacksonville here. Um, the Lions are going to have, the Lions are the favorite. You're going to have to have the Lions win at Bing, or hosting Bengals week six, I think, in order to, uh, in order to upset that. Let's con- uh, conversely go to the other side. The last team to remain undefeated. San Francisco 49ers are the favorite in this market at DraftKings. Them all plus 275. Of course, the big matchup on Sunday night with the Packers, then host Seahawks at Cardinals by Colts. Defending Super Bowl champs, Buccaneers, they are plus $3. The Rams are the third choice, plus $4. One of them will most likely get eliminated this week unless there's a tie game. Um, The Buccaneers go to SoFi to take on the Rams. Then after that, the Buccaneers play Belichick in Foxborough. They host the Dolphins at Eagles. Bears, Rams, host Cardinals, host Seahawks, host Giants. Is this right? Five home games in a row for the Rams. I check on that. Panthers, plus $6. They're big favorites at the Texans. Then they go to the Cowboys. They host the Eagles, Vikings, then at Giants. Broncos, 6-1, to one, host Jeffs, host Ravens. Have to go to the Steelers, host Raiders at Browns. Raiders are 10-1. to one. They get the Dolphins, but then they go play the Chargers. They host the Bears at Dolphins, Eagles, and the Cardinals. Jaguars then at Rams, host 49ers at Browns, Texans. 
tough, tough three-game stretch for the Cardinals after this week against the Jags. Yeah, and I don't know if Britton, our producer, is trying to influence us to bet the Rams here, but no, they're at <laughs> Seattle and they're at the Giants. Oh, thank so, you. Uh, that one is is different, but uh, I don't like any of these. Uh, the one that I, if you're going to bet this, Mike, I think you bet this two ways. You got to bet the Buccaneers and the Rams because I do think even though they've got to go up to Seattle, they can win up there. I think they can win in New York, obviously. Um, I don't think the Raiders get there. The Cardinals, I don't believe, get there either. Tampa, if they get through this Rams game, I think it's a chance to do it. Let's talk about these two featured matchups in the NFC. Mm-hmm. First, let's start there. Buccaneers at Rams. This game close to a pick em. I don't think you'll see either team be favored by more than one by the time game time comes. Do you have a lean on this game early? I don't, uh, but I, I tell you, if this game were in Tampa, I would take the Buccaneers. I've been impressed with them overall. I think they're going to be a tough team to slow down. Let's see what this Rams team does in a matchup against a more challenging uh, defense. want to see how they perform in this game. I thought that was a good road when they had it in Indianapolis, though. And then the other game is 49ers hosting the Packers. This number, three and a half, some places four in favor of the home team 49ers. We've seen Matt LaFleur's team just be god-awful when they've gone to California or Florida. They have in the past, but I tell you, Mike, for some reason my gut just tells me that they're going to find a way in this game. I like the Packers plus the three and a half here. You know, the one concern you have with this Green Bay team is a lack of pass rush. So Darius Smith out of the lineup, that's a concern. I still think against Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not as concerned, even though Jared Goff looked like a number one overall pick in that game on Monday night. When we come back, we're going to play a new game with them all called Would You Rather? And it's about would you rather have this future ticket or that future ticket? We'll take a look at MVP, Coach of the Year, and Division winners. That's up next on Odds On. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, Amal Shaw. All right, we're going to play. How about them St. Louis Cardinals? Um, go ahead. Ten in a row. Yeah, no, and let's plus go. two dollars the last two nights <laughs> against the, the big studs from the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. Uh, we're going to play a game. Would you rather? It doesn't involve blondes. It involves. Future tickets. Okay. It would be brunettes anyway, oh, so let's right. continue. Well, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, flavor of the month. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. Okay. Everyday United Nations kind of guy. Tom Brady, 56 for 86, 655 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. Matt Stafford, 39-56 for 599, five touchdowns, one interception. Ooh. They're both 8-1 to one to win the MVP. Would you rather have a ticket on Tom Brady or Matt Stafford for MVP? Great question, and I think I would go with Tom Brady because I think he'll put up better numbers in that division. Uh, a friend of mine was telling me, he goes, Gronk's going to have 20 touchdown catches this year because he goes, he's unstoppable in the red zone. I said, I don't know if he's going to get to that number, but I think he'll exceed his season total. And the other thing is, when you look at Stafford, that division, I mean, come on, it is appreciably more difficult than the, um, the NFC South. I, I do regret not taking Tampa to win the division. When you look at that division, they've got to have the easiest path outside of Buffalo. The Bills still look at that. You got Jacoby Brissett, you got Zach Wilson, and you got Mac Jones. But you don't think New England will put some resistance up? You don't think Belichick can win maybe win 11 games this year? Well, Michael, I'm sorry. I, I, they've I, struggled. I, Mr. Lombardi. They're I, supposed I, to be 2-0. They, 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 they were unfortunate not to win that game. They've struggled in the red zone, but they've really dominated both of these games. As Bill Parcells would say, Michael Lombardi knows this. You are what your record is. All right. Dak Prescott. 65 of 58, 640, three touchdowns, two interceptions, four rushes, 13 yards. Lamar Jackson, 37 for 56, 474, two TDs, two interceptions. Thrush for almost 200 yards on 28 carries and two rushing touchdowns. Both are 15 to 1 to win the MVP here at Circa. Which ticket would you rather have? Dak Prescott for MVP or Lamar Jackson for MVP? Dak Prescott. 
Uh, two reasons. One, Lamar's already won an MVP, and I think when you're a previous MVP winner, unless you're Peyton Manning or Brett Favre, it becomes a little bit harder. I think there's a criteria. Remember when Lamar won the Heisman? Actually, the second year, he should have won the Heisman again. He had a better year than the year he won the Heisman. He didn't get it. Uh, so for me, I'd go with Dak Prescott. Also plays for America's team. A lot of spotlight with Dallas. You're going to have a lot of marquee games. That offense truly looks unstoppable. A lot of the onus will fall on the defense. Can they get stops when necessary? They did a nice job in that game against the Chargers. They found a way to win late. Russell Wilson is 40 for 54. 597, six touchdowns, no picks. Eight rushes for 25 yards. Kyler Murray, 50 for 68 for 689, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, 10 rushes, 51 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Both are 8-1, to one, just like Brady and uh, Matt Stafford, to win the MVP at Circa. Which ticket would you rather have, Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray for MVP? Oh, Russell Wilson all day. 40 for 54? That's unbelievable. I'll disagree with you. You can disagree because, with you. Because of history, they've never ever get cast out one vote for him. That's actually why I think it bodes well for him. I think eventually they're going to wake up and say, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. We're not voting for him. What's going on here? Murray has already got three picks. Russell doesn't throw picks. He's in that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady category, not throwing picks. What did you make of Bozo the Carroll's comments after the loss to Tennessee where he said, Russ could have helped us out in overtime? I didn't like the way he phrased it. I didn't like the way he phrased it. But I, I tell you what, why does everyone think that certain people should be absolved of being called out? I don't, I don't understand. How about your defense get a stop in the fourth quarter? Fair enough, but he, he had was, a bad drive. He missed two passes. It took a horrible sack. I, I, I get that. But you also got the ball on the 10-yard line. You're not a cinch to go and score getting the ball on the 10-yard line. No, but you know what? He He's a cerebral guy that understands time-scoring situation as well as anybody, and I thought it was a little bit of a mistake. And that's Look, the sack was not completely on him, but um, I, I don't know. It's interesting that he called him out. I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, Rams and 49ers, both off to 2-0 starts. Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan are both 15-1 to to win Coach of the Year here at Circa. Which ticket would you rather have, Shanahan or McVay? Uh, Shanahan, for sure. Because you got Matthew Stafford, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. The only people outside of Boston and San Francisco, most people think he's an average pedestrian quarterback. And that's what he is. But, you know, Matthew Stafford is, again, another former number one overall quarterback, a draft pick. So you've got a chance with him, and you see the difference in there with that arm strength in terms of what uh, Stafford can offer this offense. I think it's tough for these two, though. I think they're both going to have to go like 13-4 and four and, win, and win the, or win the division. You know what I mean? Because no, I expectations disagree. were high for both teams. Well, first of all, yes, I get it. But remember, remember San Francisco... The, the 49ers were favored over the Rams to win the West. That's why you bet the Rams. Yeah, but these are also the same people that tell go. you some bookmakers. Yeah, I, I, you want to give them credit there for something? So why, listen, Pete Carroll, you, you can't sit there and blame there somebody? I don't understand it. Okay, Dan Mullen, hater, let's move on. Look at the coach of the year right now, currently. Okay, first of all, Matt Rule and Vic Fangio are not going to get any credit for beating the Giants, the Jets, the, um, who else, Jacksonville, now, these and are New draft Orleans. Kings. We were talking about in our Would You Rather, the, the Circa odds. Right now, Brandon Staley. Sean <laughs> Payton went down 19 to 1. Yeah. Nice. No, I got him at 35. That's what I'm 16 saying. 16 to 1. That's pretty good. How about Fanny Pack Vic? Danny Pack, Vic. No, Angio. he's be, he's Angio. beating the Jags and he's playing the Jets. I mean, how many wins did these teams have last year? Three team, three wins combined between those two. Can I get a no price on Arthur Smith? I was going to ask you about <laughs> right, that right. eighteen to one. Raiders are two and zero. The Broncos are two and zero. John Gruden and Vic uh, Fangio are both seventeen to one at Circa. Which ticket would you rather have, Gruden Come on. Come on. or Fangio? For you Coach already know the answer to that, John Gruden. It, it, look, Fangio's team, once this uh, three-game stretch ends and they get to the October schedule, they might be looking at three and five. Would you well, – so, so that's an interesting question because Gil talked at length about um, 
in some markets, they have adjusted season win totals after each week, right? That's wonderful. And Denver's went up to 10.5 from eight after one game. Would you be willing to go under 10.5 right now with the Broncos at 2-0? and Yeah, first of all, great job by Britton of putting this graphic up real quick. I want to read you the October schedule. Ravens at Steelers, Raiders at home, at Browns, Washington, oh, at Dallas. Which one of these through six games do you feel confident they're going to win two of them? I think it'll be a good game with the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr's playing well. I'm sure Matt Humans and Brent Musburger want to come on the show and tell me how great Derek Carr has been. Yeah, the, the back half, you get the Lions. You, you get, get the, the Chiefs and Chargers the, twice. I see, but you get the Lions and Bengals. You would assume that that's two wins. If you could split out with the Chargers and the Raiders, that gets you to six. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'd still be tough. There's not too many gimmies here. No, that's what I'm saying. After yeah. the Jets game, they got to win eight games. And the division seems to be balanced, to your point. There's nobody you're just going to pick up two wins on. But here, just do the math simply, okay? They've got to they've got to be eight and six in their last 14 games to get to 11 wins. All right, let's talk about would you rather. You actually have both of these tickets, but not at these prices. Bills start out one and one. Packers start out one and one. Bills are 235 to still win the AFC East. <laughs> Packers are 225 to win the North. Which ticket would you rather have? I think you're going to answer Bills pretty easily. Very easily, right? because I have some question marks about Green Bay, even though I believe they're going to win this weekend in San Francisco. I am concerned about them long-term. I, You know what's unfortunate for Minnesota and Vikings fans is if they had capitalized on their two uh, games that they had where they could have won both of them, it would be a different dynamic in terms of, hey, look at the NFC North. I still think the Packers would be the favorite, maybe not from a betting perspective necessarily by this margin, but I think you would look at it a little bit differently, and I still think Buffalo, when you look at the quarterback situation in the AFC East, two rookies and a backup in Jacoby Brissett for a couple of weeks, you have to favor Buffalo. All right, back to the California Cousins, 49ers and Rams. They're both 2-0. and They're both plus 190 to win the West, similar to the prices they were before the season started. Has that changed you at all? You have a Rams ticket. Yeah. Uh, has your opinion changed after two weeks? You still favor the Rams to win the division. Uh, there's what, what would have changed? I'm asking the question. No, I, I, know. I understand that. I don't but know how closely you've stayed. Have you been impressed with the 49ers' two road wins? What, was it Detroit and Philly? By the way, I did not see a single play of the Philly-San oh, Francisco God. game. Oh, God. If you had if you had this Eagles money line first half, you'd have to be sick with what, the, what they did at the goal line and then allowing them to come all the way down the field. I give Shanahan credit for this. They won a high-scoring game in Detroit, and then they came back and won more of a defensive game. Um well, the defense is going to have to be very good if they're going to win this division. You're correct on that. And B, aren't most of Detroit's games going to be high scoring because they can't stop are, anybody? Are you a little bit concerned about this Rams defense? Yes, I mean, I am. wins went up and down the field. They couldn't score once they got inside the 10. Yes, but I don't want to discuss that right now. All right, the Buccaneers are plus 250. I'm very concerned. Plus 250 to win the conference, the NFC. Yeah. The Chiefs are plus 260 to win the AFC. Would you rather have a Bucks to make the Super Bowl or a Chiefs to make the Super Bowl ticket? Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you look at I think the Cleveland Browns right now are as mm -hmm. good as anyone in football. I know they lost that game against the Chiefs. <laughs> Jesus, man. The way you're sitting there looking at the camera, I feel like you're getting ready to say no, something. No, I, about... I absolutely agree with that. Oh, okay. I said that. I made that argument on Follow the Money. I thought the Chiefs had just as much chance to win the AFC this year, or the Browns did, as the Chiefs. I thought they were almost equal in that. The concern I have with the Browns is injuries. Ronnie Harrison right now on the shelf, uh, Jarvis Landry on the shelf, o OBJ coming back. But how does he blend into this offense? Mike, they've been better without OBJ in the lineup. It's been addition by subtraction. How about Bills at plus 450? I think the Bills are a very good team, but there's two things that concern me with Buffalo. Number one, the defense in 2020 and so far in 2021 leaves a little bit to be desired. I think they've got to play better. Now, they did play well against Miami. And then the other thing is, Mike, I am not as high on Josh Allen as everybody else is. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's elite. The way Buffalo paid him, it's what San Francisco did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Here's my problem with the Bills. We said this last year. 
They haven't addressed the running game. They still can't run the football. Yeah. They're up 28 to nothing on the Dolphins. They're throwing every down because, because they know they can't run it. It's a great point. Well, this is going to be a problem when it comes January in the playoffs and you go into bad weather and you can't run the ball. Also, in the AFC top three teams, Buffalo, actually put the Ravens in there. The Ravens, Cleveland, Buffalo, and Kansas City. Who's the fourth best quarterback in that grouping? Josh Allen. That's my point. Yeah. I'd rather have Lamar and Baker. I would agree with you. All right. When we come back, Chris Felica, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, he's going to break down some of the key top 25 matchups this weekend. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. It's our pleasure to welcome in Chris Felica, the bear from ESPN College Dame Day, his first appearance on Odds On. Good afternoon, bear. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Anybody uh, have to... I have to try and get off a of Sevilla under two and a half bet this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, the, the own goal pretty much sealed that at the 15 minute. I went, I jumped on the other La Liga game. I, ju- I jumped on the Alavis game, so we're, we're okay there. I got under one and a half plus 150 bears. So if we get through 60 minutes, maybe we can middle a one. All right, a little birdie told me that even though game day will be at Soldier Field for Wisconsin-Notre Dame, you are most excited for the matchup between Nebraska and Michigan State and East Lansing. Is it because you think Charlie McBride and the black shirts will be able to slow down Kenneth Walker? Or do you have Mel Tucker <clears throat> and Scott Frost in your coaching top five along with Dan Mullen and Matt Campbell? Well, yeah, I, I think uh, Boyd Rippey and Craig Ball and the, uh, and, and the black shirts are going to really be ready to ready to do a little, little bit. I like, I like your Charlie McBride reference there. I had to give you a little, a little more Nebraska old-school black shirt coaching staff there. Uh, look, this is the game that everybody has asked me, why is Michigan State only a four-and-a-half or a five-point favorite? They're going to kill Nebraska. Uh, you guys both know. Uh, the odds makers are looking at, at the big picture. They know that Northwestern just might really stink out loud. Uh, they know that the Miami game last week was a field goal game in the fourth quarter until Miami turned the ball over twice inside their own 30-yard line. So they know it was not a 21-point win or whatever it wound up winning. And they also know that Nebraska's defense played pretty well last week, and they were in that game with Oklahoma, and they may have just kind of turned a little bit of a corner. It, look, it, it's hard for me to lay that many, to, to lay almost a touchdown with a team whose season win total was four and a half or five, uh, and now you're three and zero, oh, and Nebraska looks like they might actually have salvaged a little something from the year. Uh, I'm going to try and wait this one out and see if there's a little bit more money that maybe drives us to five and a half or six, and then I'm going to take Nebraska. I, I like your point you make there. I think Michigan State's getting a little bit too high based on, or too much credit based on a couple of victories that might be overblown by the end of the season. Bear, I want to go to Stark Vegas, and I bring this game up for a couple of reasons. LSU at Mississippi State. Number one, I think it's an intriguing matchup. Number two, just to kind of get at my guy Mike Palm here, 
Mike Palm is anti-Dan Mullen, who I think is a top-five coach in college football. So after you give me the breakdown in this game, would you explain to this guy why Dan Mullen is not on the hot seat and he's a damn good coach because Mike doesn't seem to understand that. But you got to remember, he's used to mediocrity coming from the state of Iowa. Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz. You know, we don't know how to manage the game clock in the Capital One Bowl, but we're going to have Drew Ted bail us out. Yeah, mediocre Dan Gable. Go ahead, Bear. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm going I'm to start with you. You must be hanging around Mitch and Paulie too much there. But more, more so Paulie because Paulie's down on a... On Dan Mullen too, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna think you two you two are in cahoots there. But how can you not be impressed with what Mullen did last? We get a quarterback who is a complete liability to throw the ball, and he got them to rally from against the best team in the country. He is a great game planner, and people like to talk about that record against Alabama. Who doesn't have a bad record against? Who can't beat Alabama? Like I, I would not hold that against him. He's a he is one of the better schemers and game planners around, and and gets the most out of his talent. So, uh, yes, he does not have a, the, the biggest wins as head, as head coach, but that guy's mind I will take any time, any place. Now, circle, circling back to the game we were talking about in Mullen's former uh, stopping grounds in Starkville, I don't like LSU at all. Uh, I, I think people are maybe, oh, what they did against Central Michigan and McNeese State doesn't do anything for me. Uh, they gave up on the state yard to play. Um, uh, in, in the loss at UCLA, uh, you look at a Miss, uh, Mississippi State team that I think they're going to be a little angry after kind of getting screwed by the officials last week uh, in, in that game in Memphis. Uh, Rodgers is really starting to figure this leech, leech offense out and getting rid of the ball uh, quick and throwing it up and down the field. And, and I think LSU just kind of continues to live off of that 2019 season, at least in terms of reputation. Uh, like since then, Against Power Five teams, when they're favored, they're just three and three. So they're like an average team, and yet they still be they're still considered to be a. But the odds makers know by making this line as low as it is. Uh, not only am I going to take the two and a half with Mississippi State, but I'm going to take the Bulldogs and the plus money on the money line. Speaking with Chris Felica, the Bear, of course, that great podcast, Stanford Steve and the Bear at Chris Felica on Twitter. You catch him on Game Day on ESPN every Saturday and multiple appearances on various shows during the week. Bear, explain this to me. Wisconsin's playing Notre Dame at Soldier Field. This is truly a neutral site game. Both teams will travel well. I think there'll be about an even split of fans. This number is six and a half. You're telling me if this game was in South Bend, Notre Dame would be catching a field goal from Wisconsin? It doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense. And the numbers actually got driven up, too. Like, I don't feel confident laying six and a half with Wisconsin, and I don't necessarily feel super confident taking the six and a half with Notre Dame, although that's probably the side that I would lean on if I, if I had to make a pick in this game. I, I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think like 24 points, 27 points tops is going to win this game. But I, I think you give Jimmy Leonard and that Wisconsin defense uh, extra an extra week to prepare and kind of break down that film against a Notre Dame offensive line that has had injuries and really struggled up and down the field. Uh, that's going to make it very – and Jack Cohn, who they're very familiar with, uh, and then quarterbacking Notre Dame. And on the flip side, uh, what's Wisconsin going to do when they're in the red zone? They have one of the worst red zone offenses uh, in the country this year in terms of both scoring percentage and turnovers. So uh, Wisconsin going up and down the field in Eastern Michigan and couldn't punch it in. So I don't know if they're going to be able to go up and down the field uh, on a Notre Dame defense. So if I had to take a side in the game, I would take the six and a half of the Irish, but under would be the, the, the thing that I would focus it on here.
Yeah, Bear, you make a lot of compelling arguments from the Irish perspective. Mike obviously likes Notre Dame because he's a Notre Dame alum, but the one thing I would point to is that Jim Leonard has seen Jack Cohen play in practice for a number of years. Yep. Probably the best bounce passer in Madison. Should have been on Gar Hurd's basketball team. He was that bad in terms of his passes. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I hear what you guys are saying in this one, but I got to see it to believe it. Want to go to the game between A&M and Arkansas. This is a terrific matchup at Jerry World and AT&T. Do you believe the Razorbacks are as good as their uh, kind of, I'm not a big rankings guy, but they're um, at 16. And what they're getting credit for, that demolishing of Texas in uh, Fayetteville. Uh, I, I have to see it again to believe it against a team I actually have a little bit more respect for um, than, than Texas. I mean, I think Texas is, is fine there. They're seven and five, eight and four type team. Clearly, what Sam Pittman has done there uh, in getting this team to, to believe and win games as underdogs is great. But I just have to side here with the best unit, and the best unit by far is Texas A&M's defense. Uh, I, I don't know if Jefferson and that Arkansas offense is going to be able to have a ton of success, even though you've got the former offensive line head coach who I'm sure will be able to try and figure out some things to, to help Jefferson and put him in, in, in his line and a few more uh, chances to be successful. But, but I think between Spiller on offense, running the ball, and the A&M defense, uh, I, I would lean towards laying that five with the Aggies. Hey, Bear, what do you think about this? Before we get to Heisman, I like this game under the 47 and a half here. I, I think the Arkansas defensive line is for real. I mean, they dominated the Texas offensive line. Texas could not have the best running back in the conference. They couldn't run the ball. He couldn't get to the line of scrimmage. And this A&M defense, I, I disagree with them all. He thinks I think they're top three. He might think they're top five. I think this game stays way under the total. Yeah, I can totally see that, especially with because of that quarterback. I, I think that Jimbo's going to try and put him in, uh, give him a lot of easy, high percentage passes, and uh, probably not take a lot of chances downfield with him, uh, as evidenced by the struggles that he had uh, when he had to come in against Colorado. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's another game as well. I, and I know Sanford Steve does as well. We just uh, got done finishing our podcast, and I know Steve likes the, uh, the under there as well. Here we got about 90 seconds left. I know you had a Sam Howell ticket at 15 to 1 or 16 to 1 for the yeah. Heisman. Have you expanded your portfolio? Yeah, I, I, I did, and I'd love to get a Miles take uh, on this as well. Uh, I, I play Trevion Henderson at, at 50 to 1 right now. Uh, look, he broke out last week. I think the struggles of the Ohio State defense uh, might dictate Ryan Day playing a little bit more complimentary football than, than normal. I think Henderson will be the beneficiary of those carries. I think he's going to have a huge year, and the Buckeyes still have marquee games against Penn State, Michigan, and potentially the Big Ten Championship. Maybe they get back to the Rose Bowl or the playoff. And look, if Alabama loses to Georgia in the, in the SEC championship game, is JT Daniels going to win the Heisman? No, that would eliminate Bryce Young as well. Matt Corral will probably have a loss or two. Like I think Henderson at 50-1 to 1 or so is going to be super live. Bear, I like your odds on that one, but here's the problem. There have been three running backs that won it in the last 20 years, and I think this has become a quarterback award. That's my one area of concern. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Again, that, that's always the danger with a lot of these postseason awards in any sport. Like what what voters are using, what criteria, what they deeming is best or most valuable. So, but at that number, I think I, I, I have to take a chance. Bear, thanks for the time. Have fun in Chicago this weekend. We will. Great talking to you guys. We'll see you again soon. Thank you so much. All right, when we come back, our plays as well as a look at the wild card races in Major League Baseball.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups. They're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Amal, you're all out today? I am all out. All right, I'll make up for it today. Let's run through the plays. I have a three-unit play today. This is Caribou Cup in England, Wolverhampton, and Tottenham, two of my favorite under teams. Under two and a half, minus 25, three-unit play. Sevilla and Valencia game is already gone. Villarreal, Elche, under two and a half, the yellow submarine. I like Villarreal in this spot as well, lay the 30 cents. Now the rest are baseball plays. Amal, Corey Kluber going up against a Texas team that's really been left for dead since the All-Star break. They haven't shown much life at all. Yankees have dominated in this series, still within a half game of the Blue Jays for the second wild card. Lay the run line with Kluber, minus 135. I almost didn't make this play, but I'm going to play the Phillies and Wheeler. Just because the Phillies have been ludicrous in losing all these series to these bad teams. Um, but it's Aiken tonight, and Aiken always gives up runs early for the Orioles. I'm going to lay the run and a half with Wheeler at home, minus $1.40. I'm going against my boy, Walker Bueller, tonight. Dodgers at Rockies. I'll take Herman Marquez, plus 170. I just think it's priced wrong. Bueller should not be $2 in this spot. Let's face it, all. Bueller has not been the same pitcher the last four or five starts. I would agree with you completely, and this being such a big number, Colorado's been extremely effective at home. And you're getting this number with Marquez, who's been their best pitcher. They took the Dodgers to extra innings last night. Uh, Angels, another team. The lineup is awful outside of Otani. I'll lay a run and a half. Astros have been blowing them out the last two nights with Garcia minus 130. And then Scott Casimir. What are the Giants going to get out of him? I don't know, but the Padres are reeling. I think the team has quit. Stories out of that Padres clubhouse from several different writers about the lack of leadership, the infighting amongst the team. They blew a 4-1 lead last night. I'll take Casimir on the road at Petco, minus 105. You know, I think you're uh, just undervaluing the Padres here. I think Jace Tingler has done a tremendous job. He's got this team in position to be able to get into a wild card. I don't understand why you have such disdain for Jace Tingler like you do Dan Mullen. I'm being completely facetious about Tingler, but... No, no, no. I, it's a different... I, I just... <laughs> the thing... I've taken it a little far. But the thing about Mullen is, I just... It, is everybody so happy there? Uh, is everybody so happy in Gainesville... The position he's had him. Maybe I didn't know how far the program had sank, sunk after after Urban left. But I would just think that Florida's a spot where they should be winning SEC titles, not competing for them. I don't disagree with you, but you look at the run that Alabama's been on. It's a historically great run. It's the greatest run in the history of college football. Also, you got, you got to look at this guy. I mean, he's doing it. Bryce Young's going to be a first-round pick. Emory Jones is going to be applying for a job at an insurance company somewhere down the line in Gainesville. I mean, there's a big difference at quarterback play. They did it without Richardson. This was an impressive performance, in my opinion, by the Gators. I, I wish they had a little bit more time because the way that running game was going, they weren't getting stopped in this football game. Thought they had a real chance. By the way, somebody sent me a text with your top five coaches of all time. Larry Coker, Al Golden, Manny Diaz, Mike Norvell, and Willie Taggart. <laughs> uh, I want to say something about Casimir. I had Casimir years ago in a game, and I don't know if you remember this. I had bet Casimir first five. The A's were on the road in Cleveland. It's a game where Jerry Lane threw him out with one out in the bottom of the I second. Do, I remember that. Jerry yes. Lane wasn't calling any yes. pitch to strike, and Casimir threw a 3-2 pitch. The whole ball was over the plate. He called it a ball, and Casimir went like this, and Lane threw him out of the game. I remember Bob Melvin came out and argued with Jerry Lane for like eight minutes, and he didn't throw him out because he knew he was so wrong. You know, that's one thing in, I would like to see a change in, in sports. In baseball, mm -hmm. I'd like to see a little bit more leeway given to players in terms of arguing. Jim Joyce is great at it. I remember Buck Showalter one time came out there arguing with him, and Jim Joyce had a great line. He goes, Buck comes out, and he goes, hey, uh, he's about to argue, and Jim just goes, Buck, I missed the call. Yeah, and, and, and so Jim jo and Buck goes, there's 40,000 people here on a Saturday night. He goes, you got to let me stand out here for a couple of minutes. He goes, no problem. Yeah. And I, I respect that. 
But to me, don't throw the guys out immediately. I think give them a little bit of latitude. In other sports, when these players are apoplectic, I think they should be run much quicker. I think some of the behaviors you see on the sideline in football, they shouldn't be tolerated. Matt Williams in that playoff game. Remember against Giants and the, and the Nationals with Vic Carapaza missed the pitch and he came out here and he was going to let him because he knew he missed the pitch. Yeah. you got to throw me out of this game. I mean, that's that famous clip where they had the audio on. You've got to throw me out of this game. <laughs> And, and he did. Okay, we've negotiated with VSID management, and we're going to be allowed to talk about baseball one segment a week until the playoffs start, and it's going to be this last segment on Wednesday, so let's get into it, Amal. <laughs> it's a heck of a job let's by start, you. Let's start. Yeah, I, I had to give up some things later, but <laughs> let's start with the AL MVP race, and I know I'm going to get bludgeoned tomorrow morning on Follow the Money when we talk about this because we have two charter members of the Shohei Otani fan club. Let's ask this question in two ways. Currently, at DraftKings, Shohei is minus 2,500 for AL MVP. Vlad is plus 750. Who is going to win the award? Uh, Otani's going to win it because most of these writers are absolutely useless. You are not advocating a bet on Vlad right now. No, I still think you take a shot with uh, 750. You do? Yeah, you have to. Seven and a half? I, maybe, maybe these writers wake up. Okay. Now the second question is who should win the AL MVP? It's not even a conversation. It's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Look at his numbers. I mean, the, these are, he is having a, a Miguel Cabrera, Mike Trout type of season. This guy has been dominant in every fashion. His team is in the position to make the postseason. Remember how far back they were? They're in the race now. They've got a uh, hold off the New York Yankees, obviously, in the Boston Red Sox, but they're right there. And the Angels, as you alluded to yesterday, have not played a meaningful game since May. That's correct. Yeah. I know Mitch makes the argument how bad the Angels lineup is around Otani. Well, then why doesn't he lead the league in walks? He should have 200 walks if nobody else on the team can hit. Because he's not as good as Barry was when he was on his run. And look, the numbers just don't bear it out in terms of Otani winning the MVP, in my opinion. Look, the the, the sad thing about this is this was decided before the All-Star break that Otani was going to win the MVP. Yes, you're right. It's exactly. If you look at his numbers in September, I mean, Madison Baumgartner has months where he hits better than Otani has hit in September. But but August, September, July, he had the swoon after the All-Star break. Um, We'll have an interesting debate on this tomorrow morning, I'm sure. He's batting 257. I mean, these are Joe Morgan-like numbers. And Vlad's hitting 321 and leading the league in home runs. Yeah, and by the way, what both, was this leagues, the first both ti- leagues. First time since 2006 that someone's had this many hits and this many home runs. Um, NL MVP has really switched. You know, a month ago, Harper was 25-1. to 1. He's now your favorite, Bryce Harper. Minus 125. Tatis Jr. is plus 105. He was close to minus $3 for a long time. Who deserves to win the award, and is either of these worth a bet right now, Amal? Uh I really don't know who, who wins this award. I don't believe Bryce Harper deserves it. I don't believe Fernando Tatis deserves it. I actually think they should just say, hey, uh, it was left vacant in 2021. An yeah. MVP should be a difference maker on a team where you're winning. What is Tatis in Philadelphia doing right now? This was, almost, this was almost a year where if DeGrom had stayed healthy, you could make the argument he's the MVP. A pitcher could have won the MVP this year because nobody has really had the dominant year um, at the plate. Harper, yeah, he hit over 333 home runs, uh, but only 80 RBIs. I look at that. And then Tatis, such a liability in the field, plus he missed time. All right, Cy Young races are interesting, at least in the American League. Robbie Ray now, your heavy favorite, minus $1.45. Really? Garrett Cole, plus 180. Who's winning this award? Boy, I think it's going to be Cole. That's been the narrative all year again. You know, we have Aaron Moore, the professor on, from Ryder, and he always talks about, forget about who should win. Talk about the media narrative. There, you have to make sense of the narrative because you're handicapping the voters, not the players. Yeah, I would agree with that, uh, but I don't think this is a uh, you know Mo Vaughn slash Albert Bell situation uh, circa 1995. 
Um, but Robbie Ray's been amazing. And by the way, we got to give our friend uh, Wayne Krisky, former Red GM, credit. He pointed out, he said to you, take yeah, Robbie yeah, Ray. Yeah, one year. It was one year off. I bet him at 50 to 1 in Arizona. I don't think he got an out in the month of May. Uh, but yeah, Robbie Ray, he shortened his arm swing. The key with Robbie Ray is he started to throw strikes. Remember, he always yeah. had the problem with control. Nationally, you know, it's sad for me. My tickets, Lance Lynn and Bueller, looked great a month ago. And now I don't think either of them are live. I hedged off. Ten days ago, I bet Scherzer at even money. He's now minus 210. The guy has been unhittable since he's come to L.A. I think he's clearly going to be the winner. He's minus 210, Burns plus $2, Bueller now. Bueller, who never was cheaper than plus 170, now plus 650. Yeah, I tell you what, Max's dominance since he has since he's come to Los Angeles, particularly since August 1st, has been unbelievable in terms of what he's been able to do. It looks like Scherzer's going to win his fourth Cy Young Award. Uh, he, he has just been outstanding. Mike, I want to go back to the American League MVP for a second okay. real quick. Uh, when you look at these numbers, this is across all of baseball. Batting yeah. average, leader, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Hits, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Home runs, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Tied with Salvi Perez. Runs batted in, Perez got 115, Guerrero's got 105, he's in fifth. Run scored, Vlad Guerrero Jr. First by six over his teammate Bo Bichette and over Freddie Freeman. Mike, when you lead in all these categories for offense, that is the MVP. Where are the Toronto Blue Jays without Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on this team? They're nowhere, and every game is meaningful, and they're up by a half game over the Yankees. I want to close with this. Who do you think gets the wild cards of the American League? The Red Sox are a game and a half up on the Blue Jays. Yankees are a half game out behind the Blue Jays. A's in Seattle, three. Blue Jays are one. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the second one is. It's going to come down to that Red Sox-Yankees series. I'm not sure, but I think Toronto's getting in. From a betting perspective right now, I think, and we talked about this with Frank Schwab yesterday, I think the play, and I'm confused about the American League, I think the clear play is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. You get them at plus 350 or plus $7 to win the World Series, they'll be in the NLCS, and they might be fortunate enough not have to face the Giants or the Dodgers. Stay tuned to VSIN. Up next, Betting Across America. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough 
introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.